Hello, I'm Liz Jones. If you read my diary in the Mail on Sunday's You magazine, then you'll know me and my life pretty well. But if you've always wanted to know more, this is the place for you. Welcome to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast. I'll be taking you behind the scenes of this week's column before digging back into the archives to find some of the most shocking and hilarious stories from the last 20 years. I'll be doing all this with the help of my assistant, friend and confidant, Nick. Hello. That time again. But it's winter. It's that time. There's a winter love island. And I was expecting them all to wear cardigans and jumpers and hot water bottles, but they're all still naked with their buttocks. Well, they don't do Love Island in Glasgow, do they? They don't. But I think a, they should have done a sort of Switzerland Love Island with them in sort of a ski lodge. They're not going to do that. Just, I'm sick of seeing women's buttocks. They're not going to do that. The whole point is that they've got their clothes half off. That's the whole point of Love Island. They strut around. I'm not really invested in any of the young people in the new series. Is there, is there, I haven't seen it. Is there any crumpet? Yeah, my favourite one is the man who's blind in one eye. He's okay. very attractive. Ron. 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 You're very if you're attractive. you're listening, Ron. Okay, yeah, but you think Marcus Waring's attractive. So is he attractive in like a... I'd no, find you'd, him no you'd find him attractive. Oh, okay, all right. Let's, I just wanted to clarify. But a few hours ago, breaking news, they announced a middle-aged Love Island. Isn't it fantastic? Spearheaded by Davina McCall, and I'm thinking of applying. Are we going to see Nicola in a thong? That would be a sight for sore eyes, wouldn't it? Are we going to see you in a thong? If they want real women, real women on there, that like this is what we really look like. But it was Davina McCall who's sort of been calling for this, and then Carol Midgley in The Times wrote a column, which was so cliched and so ageist. Do we really want to see paunches and bingo wings, and I'd rather be drinking cocoa at night? Older women... Let's leave men out of this for the moment, stupid, chippy bastards. Older women are not like that anymore. Look at Amanda Holden. No, oh, my God. You know, yeah. look at me. Look at Davina. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me, though. Not you. Not you. Not you. But there's this cliche, and I'm also sick of people being rude about middle-aged women. You're not allowed to be rude about anyone else. You're still allowed to be rude about middle-aged women and say, oh, it's all about your your muffin top and your bingo wings. But well, also... It's ridiculous. If ITV, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. If you cast me, I, I don't have a muffin top. I don't eat muffins. I don't have bingo wings. Interesting conversation. Antidotes. I've lived. War stories telling you about when I was in Kabul, telling you when I was about in South Africa, mining South America, La Paz, Bolivia, Ethiopia, Morocco, Africa, the Bosnian War, the tunnel under the airport of the Bosnian War. That is fascinating. It's more interesting than, well, yeah, 
Um, have you had a girlfriend? Yeah. Oh, you. I want. You've got a bit of chat. Do you want to hear? Stop being so ageist. So how are we going to get me? Not um, you. No, May. May. no May. we can't both be away at the but same we're, time. We're sort of representative of different ends of the spectrum, aren't we? No, but we can't both be away at the same time. I've got too many colleagues. How are we going to get me on a middle-aged Love Island? Well, we'll send them the podcast. Let's send ITV the podcast. This is your pitch. Do one final bit of a pitch for ITV. Yeah, but I told you to send the podcast to Morton Harkett and you never did. No, because he probably put like a, a, a bodyguard up at every avenue of his house to make sure you didn't go near him. Do I sound crazy about Morton Harkett? You would bit yeah i did this talk on monday night at the rosewood hotel my new favorite place it's got a piano in the bar it's it's got a fire it's got this woman on drums my room had a view of the shard where i had a very hot date actually with the shard at the shard i had a very hot date at the shard what was my point oh i gave a talk you got, you got waylaid by the hot date. There was about 95 middle-aged women without bingo wings. And what really touched me was they all dressed up. They wore velvet and they'd put makeup on. And they everyone dressed up on a Monday night in January in the middle of London in the freezing cold. They all dressed up. And I thought that was so touching. Was there any men? And they were so sweet. There was about three men. David wasn't there. <laughs> I thought he might have bought a ticket. But they wanted to know about me meeting my idols. So I talked to the women about meeting David Cassidy and going through his bins. I talked about Prince. I talked about Bruce Willis. I demonstrated being in Bruce Willis's bath. Did you take your shoes off on stage? No. See, I missed all this. You missed all this. I did, yeah. But they were so sweet and they were absolutely... I felt it was a whole room of women on my side and they genuinely seemed to care about me. Liz, I think you need to stop having waxes because I, I pulled up my Barclays app on my phone. I showed everyone... Oh, God, my... when you said wax and then pulled up, I was absolutely terrified what no, you were going to say. I didn't put my legs up. Oh, God. I pulled up my Barclays app and I said, look, I've only got two pounds. So this woman on my right said, you need to stop having all these treatments. You need to just have more self-love, more self-care. And I said, I kind of agree with you, but it's kind of too late for me. What I want to do is I want to stop the next generation of women, young girls, from feeling they have to look like the women on... Young Love Island. We're going to call it yeah. Young Love Island now. You don't have to look like that. You can just be interesting and have a passion and care about stuff. And I swear to you, that's more attractive to men. Not that we care about that dirty, hairy beast or hands. If you are... Morgan Harkett. Morgan Harkett. All hands. He's not all... Well, yeah, hopefully he's all hands. Oh, let's say... If you have a passion and you care about something and you campaign for something and you're passionate about it and you're knowledge about it, that is more attractive than having eyelash extensions and a perfect bottom and no cellulite and a thong 
and a gold bikini, it's more attractive. And if the men don't find that attractive, you don't want to know them. Have you been watching Happy Valley? No, I haven't, but I've heard it's really good. It's on my list. Yeah, I mean, I caught up with it, and obviously the next episode is on Sunday, and I do think Sarah Lancashire is amazing. She's an amazing actress. She's an older woman, and she's amazing in this. But it kind of rankles with me. It's written by a woman. It's directed by a woman. It's created by a woman. Sarah Lancashire, even though she's older, she doesn't take any care of herself, she drinks, she still has loads of sex. Why does a woman who's got lots of problems, a career, she's looking after her grandson from her daughter who committed suicide, why does she still have to be portrayed having sex? Uh-uh. And it's like someone in the Times wrote, well, I'm going to be a woman on telly and I'm just going to sit on the kitchen counter and have sex. Could we not just have a, an older female character not having sex? It's yeah. just not realistic. It's almost like... It's not realistic. It's got something to prove, isn't it? You know, we must... Why can she not be whole? So she's got an amazing job. She's been commended. She's just coming up to retirement. She's bringing up her grandson... Isn't that enough? Yeah. Without getting on the kitchen counter. It is. And actually, it's... It's, it's not realistic. realistic. No, exactly. It's more I realistic. I mean, I've got no bingo wins and no muffin top. I ain't had sex. And I'm pretty damn sure if you've got a full-time job and a grandson that you're bringing up, you ain't got the energy for no. sex. But while I was in London for this talk, Duh. I went to the Everyman in Hampstead. I love the Everyman in Hampstead because even if you're single... And there was a report in the papers this year saying it cost you £800 a year more than anyone else to be single because you don't split the rent, you don't split the gas, you don't split anything. Or you could just live my life and pay for everything anyway, even if you're a couple. And not be single. Exactly. That don't work. So I had this couch at the Everyman and they brought my popcorn to me and I saw Empire of Light. Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Oh. Now, my problem with Empire of Light, it was set in the 80s and it was set in Margate and the heroine is Olivia Coleman, who's always I got the same her. expression, hasn't she? Oh, but I She's love always her. miserable and pissed off and hurt. I do love her, though. And she runs this cinema. She's very dowdy. She's not attractive. But she still has sex with Colin Firth and a young black male employee. What is it with these middle-aged women thinking they still got to have sex with Colin Firth and a young black employee? Sorry, this middle-aged woman will very happily have sex with Colin Firth. It's not realistic, though. You're not having sex with him, are you? It's never going to happen. Not for the want of trying, Liz Jones. Not for the want of trying. So even though Olivia is this... Hang on, Sympathy. what do you mean it's not going to happen? What do you mean? It's not. It's not going to happen. Don't piss on my parade. No. No. So even though she's got psychiatric problems, she lives in this flat, she works in a cinema, she's not an award-winning journalist, she still has sex with Colin Firth and a young black employee. You're bitter, it's aren't you? It's not going to happen, is it? It's not going to happen in real life. You're a bit jealous. Why are they sexual? I am a little bit You're jealous. You're a bit jealous, isn't it? It's bitterness talking now, isn't it? It is. So it was 
It was a bit of a strange film, but I loved the setting because it was set by the sea. I love it had lo- lovely cafes and it had this lovely retro cinema. And Colin Firth was very good, but it was just. It was set during the premiere of Chariots of Fire. Do 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 do. Do you remember Chariots of Fire? I do remember. And it. being there, so it reminded me of all those films. And I do love going to the cinema. But what what gobsmacked me is I went to the Everyman in Hampstead to watch Emperor of Light. My ticket cost nineteen pounds. And no, I was the only person in there apart from one other couple. That's probably why. Nineteen pounds. How could a family to see Olivia Coleman having sex with Colin Firth? They should pay me. I. But how honestly could a family? Nineteen to pounds. go to the pictures at that price. That's ludicrous. Ludicrous. No, mad. No, Empire Catrick, three ninety nine. He was very handsome though, because I've seen the trailer. He was very handsome. He is very handsome, but why would he be having sex with Olivia Coleman? Because Liz, who's got psychiatric problems. On as in senior Love Island, she had interesting conversation and antidotes. Oh. That's why. Uh oh. Uh-uh. See. It's the antidotes that do it. This week's column... Go on. I'm catnip. Catnip to men. I am. I am. I am. They can't control themselves. I currently have three different men messaging me quite brazenly. One has a beer gut he's unashamed to take a selfie of and show me. And he poses in front of an awful MDF door. You can tell a lot about a person by their doors. I think doors are very, very important. This is sounding a bit judgy. No, this because is... he shouldn't stand in front of that door. No, but he might read books. He might be intelligent. He might see the films. You like see. He might have antidotes. See. Another. So man number two sells cars. Useful. Really useful. Yeah, really useful. The third, I know for a fact, is married. Problem is, they don't know how to go beyond... It's a bit like Love Island, really. (laughs) I'm up north. Fancy meeting for dinner. Or, if I'd known you were alone on New Year's Eve, I'd have invited you to my neighbour's party. And I've been leaf-blowing. I'm sure we can think of something more exciting to do together. They've got nothing to say. Well, that's life on the edge, isn't it? There's no Vincent van Gogh anecdotes. There's no Michelle Welbeck. There's no Philip Roth. I've been (laughs) leaf-blowing. Leaf-blowing. I've got to be honest, I haven't got my sights set very high other than Channing Tatum and Tom Cruise. But leaf blowing wouldn't do it for me. I've got to be honest, it wouldn't. As if the mere fact of them, A, possessing a penis and B, no, sorry, there isn't a B, is enough for me to be gagging for them. It's not! (laughs) And why is there never any thought to parity of attractiveness? One man messaged me as he had seen a picture spread of me in the Daily Mail where I'm reclined on a chaise longue wearing an Leger bodycon dress, having spent three hours in hair and makeup. My only surprise at his photo was how on earth he found a barber big enough to go over his stomach. Even on my last night in a hotel with David, last time I had sex, he thought nothing of parading around naked, even though he put on so much weight around his middle, nowhere else 
that he could no longer fit any of his clothes. Oh, and he expected me to have an orgasm. These men live in ordinary new builds or assisted housing and are either retired or used to sell medical equipment. Dr. Doug Ross, ER, they are not. You do realise this, this business about retired, you're going for the wrong age group. You need to start I, uh, looking younger. Yeah, I need to go younger. You do need to go younger. Maybe it's nerves or maybe they're just boring. Whereas in the days after Vivian Westwood died, girlfriends sent me interesting messages. They sent me photos they'd taken of Vivian Westwood over the years or outfits they still own and love and wear. One friend sent me a picture of Vivian Westwood sat in an airport lounge. Absolutely everything on brand. Even her watch was Vivian Westwood, she told me. And how mid-flight my friend heard that David Bowie had died and she broke the news to the late designer who replied, if Patty Smith goes, I'll have no idols left. Not, could we have a friendly ten-minute talk? As Maureen Lipman said, it's good to talk. Kill me. use that line. Kill me and my libido now. See, no anecdotes about David Bowie and Vivian Westwood. Just, can I call you? Can I call you? No! <laughs> Perhaps it's different if you marry young and their decrepitude creeps up on you so you barely notice, like the tide coming in. Perhaps if you really love someone, you don't mind. My dad, dapper and handsome, Nazi killer. Yeah. Until the day he died, never noticed the fact my mum lost all her teeth, never dyed her hair, never wore makeup. He never looked at her with anything other than love shining in his eyes. Oh, we want all want your dad. My experience is that men make no attempt to be attractive or interesting. They assume that you, being an older woman, must be desperate. They think, oh, I know. I will ask a famous, attractive, interesting, funny, award-winning columnist on a date and she won't find it at all off-putting that I'm bald, overweight, believe that subterranean reptiles rule the world and the last film I saw was Jaws. That was my favourite one. The aliens was living and were ruled the world. He absolutely believed it. Oh my God, That honestly, that did it for me. I love that one. I think I'm moving in the wrong circles. I went to a New Year drink in a pub, strong-armed by an acquaintance. I was surrounded by their 20-something children and their various partners. No one asked my name or, what is it that you do, really? Who's the most interesting person you've interviewed? Nope. At the wedding of my then-boyfriend's niece, even the bride failed to say when I turned up, thank you for coming, who are you? You can't put this down to being provincial or feral. Invited to dinner before a debate at the Oxford Union. See, I'm highbrow. Very highbrow. I was surrounded by very bright young people who cared only about their own ambition. Not one questioned me about what it's like to work in Fleet Street. In its heyday. In that New Year pub, one little boy did indeed come over and say, Hello, what's your name? I remarked on this later to my acquaintance. Oh, he's autistic, she said. I need to go to Australia and nab Nige. You do need Nige. You do. You do. I think the thing is, 
Nigel's the man for you, isn't it? In your head, yeah. That that's who you want, and no in one's my gonna, in my loins. No one's gonna match in my up loins in your dreams. <laughs> Do you want to know what my moans are? Does it involve me, or am I safe? No, no, you're not actually. Oh shit! People keep keep asking. At the end of January, if you're enjoying the gift they gave you for Christmas, such as a text saying, are the socks warm? This is still happening. (laughs) People actually request a photo of the candle they sent you lit, new Wellingtons with mud on, Collie's mid-chew, but with creases in to show it's been red. But when I used to give tots tasteful clothes, I never saw the wretched infant wearing anything. I hate January as well. It goes on forever. It's still January. I it's like still January. January. It's a promise of the new year because it's going to be a year. It goes it's my on birthday. forever. I like January. Can yeah. I add a moan? Go on there. Can I add a moan? I am absolutely sick to death of people that phone you and just launch into like chat. Salespeople, your phone provider, everybody. They just phone you and expect you not to be busy and you're standing there with a rearing horse in your hand and they're trying to have a conversation about your phone bill. I just tell them I'm deaf and I can't hear them. It really annoys me. Don't phone me and launch into chat. It really Especially if you're me. a man, don't phone me. Don't phone me. Don't, don't phone me. I'd rather people text. Don't phone me. You can read this week's diary in full in Mail on Sunday's You magazine. So the archive, we're going back to October 2015. How many years is that? Seven. And the only reason for this archive is because David took me to Ramsgate for my birthday. I remember that. I do remember that. Which is very near to the setting for Olivia Coleman. I love Ramsgate and I love Margaret. I love the Kent Coast. I love it. I used to spend a lot of time in Herne Bay. Do you know Turner used to do all his paintings in yeah. Ramsgate? I'm not sure whether he was in my hotel, but he was near. That's a nice hotel, though, wasn't it? To be fair, that's a nice Beautiful hotel. Beautiful hotel. Lovely views. Beautiful hotel. I've seen the pictures. Lovely views. I was looking after the collies, but it was lovely views. So we're on the south coast, 2015, it's my birthday, and the column says, I'm not going to tell you what I think or feel this week. I want you to decide who's right, who's wrong. Well, me, obviously. Never. Should I get out or should I feel lucky? On my birthday eve... Because Liz has birthday eve, birthday and birthday boxing birthday. day. Yeah, if you say to Gracie in April, on April the 2nd, Gracie, it's your birthday boxing day, you get a stressway. You do, like a fountain. Exciting. On my birthday eve, David met me at the hospital club in Covent Garden. He arrived with a toothbrush sticking out of his shirt pocket. He was wearing double denim. Uh-oh, uh uh, I don't know which you're uh, uh, Is it double the double denim? Is double it the denim. toothbrush? Double denim. Or the toothbrush sticking out the pocket? Or the double denim? I'm a fashion editor. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of potential for a bacteria. Who uses a manual toothbrush in the twenty whatever it is century? Who who uses the manual? 
no, no, no! I'd had a wax, including nostrils, threading, eyebrow dye, pedicure, my hair dyed. He hadn't even trimmed his eyebrows or brushed his hair. I do have standards, David, I said on my birthday eve, and they are quite high. Have you any idea the lengths I go to in order to look nice for you? It's like a two-day job, isn't it? Pardon? It's like a two-day job. You're getting ready for it. Three days? <laughs> You see, this is why I think you are arrogant. You are taking your fiancé, me, away for her birthday and you don't even trim your eyebrows. Mm. We had dinner, then went up to our suites, paid for by me. There was a little terrace where he could smoke. He told me he didn't feel well as he hadn't been eating. He told me he now has arthritis. Jesus Christ. It's not going well so far, really, is The it? next morning, my birthday, I paid the bill at the hospital club and went and got my car. We headed to Ramsgate, where he booked a hotel. Our room had two windows overlooking the bay and a marble bathroom. We gate-crashed a birthday party in the bar. The birthday girl, celebrating her 80th, had dozens of guests, a singer and a table piled with gifts. I had a piece of her cake. We went up to the room, ostensibly to have sex. It was a birthday weekend by the sea. You expect sex, don't you? That's just like... Yeah. And you not only expect sex, you expect a lot of effort in that sex. Yeah. It's birthday sex. You yeah. expect effort. You do. I'll give you that. But he said he was too ill. He kept chewing chalky tablets. Oh, dear. You're not selling the older man, Liz. You're not selling it to me. You're not. Gasoline Gaviscon. He said his stomach felt like an overfilled balloon. Later, over dinner, birthday dinner, I asked what was wrong. I'm not good on my own, he said. I chain smoke. I don't eat properly. I just eat ready meals. I'm bored. Have you got on with cleaning the flat, doing the garden, I said. I haven't done anything. I've got a mental blockage, he said. I told him I love being on my own, which is probably the wrong thing to say, but I was annoyed. Still no gift, still no card. I chose a tart to start. I said how amazing it was. If I gave you pastry made with lard, you wouldn't eat it, would you, he said. Why would you even ask me that, I said, aghast he was being confrontational during my special birthday dinner. You know that is fundamental to who I am, I said. I wouldn't say to you over your birthday dinner, oh, if I stabbed your son in his heart, would you be upset? All right, all right, he said. I don't know why I said that. Pastry is just better made with lard. This from a man who has had a heart attack. Can you not go on about it? Not exactly a shining example for his diet, is he? Tosser. <laughs> We got to the end of my birthday dinner, still no gift. Tight tosser. The closest he came to giving me a present was this. I looked at the Myla underwear, he said, but it was too lacy. Did you go to the shop, I said. Did you go to Selfridges? No, he said. I looked online. Ow! Ow! Okay, Michael Jackson. (laughs) Ow! Ow! Should I be upset, given he paid for dinner and the hotel? 
I paid for the hospital club and I paid for dinner and I paid for dra- breakfast. I drove on his birthday. I took it to Heston Blumenthal and I bought him a Burberry suit. At the end of the meal in Ramsgate, I gave him his gift. Hang on, it was your birthday. Why am I giving him a gift? Why are you giving him a gift? It's your birthday. It's not his. I gave him his Dunhill watch cleaned and repaired. He was really touched. We went up to our room and fell asleep. The next day, birthday boxing day. <laughs> I told you, it's even in the column, I told you. I dropped him at his flat. I didn't go in. It took me three hours to drive across London. I finally got home at 8pm. He sent me a text on my birthday boxing day. Hi, darling. Hope you're home safe. I'm so sorry I spoiled your birthday by being ill. I will make it up to you. Thank you for my watch. It's such a thrill to have it back again. Thanks for the hotel and dinner, I said. Hope you enjoyed the hospital club. Please try to look after yourself. It's no surprise you're ill. He replied, My shopping today was lettuce, tomatoes and cucumber. Love you. What does he want? Like, be told he's a good boy? Because he's, like, taking responsibility to look after himself. So what do I think? What do you all think? Because I've got no idea what to make of it all. What I didn't put in that column was that as we checked in and he gave them his electron card, he said to me, I don't know whether I can cover the hotel. Can you pay? I remember you texting me and saying... And do you know what my birthday present was? We went to the Turner Museum in Margate and he bought me a barrow in the shape of a sausage dog. The pink one on the the shelf. He bought me a barrow... For my birthday, and for nothing, I resurrected his Dunhill gold-plated watch. Why did you do that? Why? 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 Oh, because I couldn't stand it being broken, showing the wrong time. You know me. I do know you. I do. When the clocks change, I'm in front of my specs meg cooker with the manual changing the time. I change the time in my car. I cannot bear things being the wrong time. I just detract or add an hour. I look at my car and think it's too much. It's just too much effort to work out how to do it. It's. I know it's an hour before that. Every week, lots of you get in touch, telling me what you think about my life and my decisions. So I think it's only fair that you get to have your say here on the podcast too. If you'd like to get in touch, then go to lizjonesgoddess.com or tweet me at lizjonesgoddess. So tell me about the reaction from readers who came to my talk. Oh, they loved it. We, we had so many Nick is emails. Nick is going to post on Twitter... A video of the talk. Yeah, we've got a little snippet to post for the podcast and there will be a longer video that the, that the office is sorting out later on that we can post as well. But people loved it. They had such a great night. We've had loads of emails. Do you know people were even emailing on the train home? How nice is that? They actually got on the train and emailed to say they enjoyed it. I think that's really kind but of it. It was so sweet how everyone dressed up. Really kind. So we've got Susanna Cunningham, um, who sent such a lovely email. She said, Dear Liz, thank you so much for last night. 
It was wonderful to meet you in person. Your talk was very upbeat and inspiring. The hotel was incredible. I've not been there before, but only you could choose somewhere so tasteful. The bag of goodies were fabulous. Good quality creams and a lovely scarf. And I am afraid suffering today after the wine. My dog keeps looking at me waiting for a walk. It's cold in Surrey, so I dread to think how cold it was in beautiful Richmond. Bloody cold, Susanna. Bloody cold. I was the person you spoke to at the end of the night about your fantastic podcast with Nicola. How I said you were a comedy double act and how I could not wait until the end of the week when each podcast is released. I was so disappointed that Nicola was not there in London with you, but realised that looking after your animals was more important. Yeah, I was disappointed because that was a really nice hotel and I was looking forward to a night away. I was very disappointed. Keep up the good work, both of you, just to say that you have loyal fans out there who greatly appreciate your dedication and reliability in producing such good pieces and podcasts for us all to enjoy and, importantly, thoroughly relate to. Isn't that lovely? Should we send her another goodie pack? That's just lovely, isn't it? Well done, Susanna. Thank you, Susanna, and thank you for including me. I love that. But after the talk ended, there was a queue of women wanting selfies with me. Oh, A queue. Oh, and you had some books to sign, didn't you, as well? Don't think that's so sweet. No, but it's just kind, isn't it? It's just nice to know that people like a bother. And it's nice as well because you're always saying, no one cares about me, no one does anything for me. And when you think about it, these women and men have travelled up, they've spent the evening with you. they dressed up. Dressed, they've made an effort all because they enjoy what you do. So if that doesn't make you feel better, nothing will. And if you don't feel better, you're a miserable cow because that's lovely. No, it was lovely meeting everyone. It's lovely. It was. It's lovely. And I was so grateful. And they could have met me as well, but they didn't. They could have met Mini Puppy. They could have met. We could, uh, I did have people want me to take Boris. Can you imagine? Round the <laughs> Mini Puppy and Boris running around. Well, that's it from us this week. If you enjoyed listening to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast, why not visit mailplus.co.uk forward slash subscribe to get access to all our podcast videos, opinion pieces and more. I'll be back next Sunday. But for now, I'm Liz Jones. And I'm Nick. Goodbye. Goodbye.